Welcome to Feature in a Short, where an appointed contributor chooses one feature and one short to present to an audience, one film they've been involved in and one they haven't. My name is Justin Joseph Hall, and this week we have presenter Bruce Lithamain. Bruce Lithamain is a commercial cinematographer and creative director and a film history buff. He enjoys great independent cinema from around the world, and today he brought his foreign language narratives to watch. The first film, entitled Echappé, is a ballet film shot in the U.S., and the main stars are Russian. Bruce was the Steadicam operator, as well as second AC. The short movie starred Alessia Senchenko, who is a Russian model who lives in New York. And here's Bruce giving us an introduction to the film. Okay, I'll give like the breakdown. So I'm yeah. Bruce Lithmane. I am a uh, commercial artist. I guess is the best term in New York. Um, I am completely self-taught because of my love for film. I was able to kind of translate what makes film pretty interesting into viable skill sets later on in life. So um, it's all owed to film. I never studied commercials. I, I only studied film. So both films tonight are actually subtitled original language films. The first one we're going to watch is a film I worked on for three days called Echape, which is a uh, period piece shot in Jersey about two Russian siblings that are touring America and, and they're getting ready to defect. This is during the Cold War in the 80s. So really interesting movie about motivation behind, you know, loyalty and, and, and what you what you love to do. And, and is that even worth it? After watching Echape, which was incredibly beautiful, we had a discussion, um, the short film and Bruce's involvement with it. So Beth Napoli was the DP, uh, Allison Maddox is the director, writer, uh, executive producer of it. Um, Beth is married to someone who I believe is in R&D at Red. So we shot this on like a Red Epic um, 8K camera. It was insane. 8K. 8K. <laughs> it was 8K. It would fill up a four terabyte SSD in 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. They finished in 4K, not 8K. Just because editing in 8K, I believe, is like still quite difficult, especially when you're using Avid. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah, this was actually, uh, you know, it was a funded short film, which I love for many reasons, uh, namely because then you have people that work in the industry. You're not kind of throwing a, a ragtag crew together, even though no one had worked together previously. But I'd never worked with a group of 20 professionals that had never met, and it was probably the smoothest experience I've had on, on set, namely because of budget, um, because you have things like coffee and, and PAs and set designers, because again, it's a period piece. But um, you know, I, I think it turned out super beautifully. They're currently shopping it around to some distributors. Um, it's playing in Traverse City tomorrow, if not tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, so we got into Traverse City, we got into a couple other film festivals. I was um, second AC on it, so uh, I would help set up the camera, um, make sure everything is charged, pass off stuff to DIT when things are full, but main job on this set was Steadicam operator. So uh, a rig like a Red Epic is, once you put a bunch of shit on it, it's like, ends up being 70, 80 pounds. And so I, you know, had this rig on my back like four to six hours a day. And the original thought was I was going to move around and we were going to kind of edit it together as a kinetic type of music video. They decided to get all rid of all that stuff and just use the static shots. But I was dancing with them 
for several hours when we shot this. And, and you know, I had not rehearsed with them. It was very insane because, like, you're on a stage, you can fall off it. There's, like, an eight-foot eight drop-off, and I'm spinning around in circles trying to keep up with them. Because if you are working with real ballet dancers, they move incredibly quickly, incredibly powerfully, and I'm trying to keep up with them. Funny little uh, tidbit about that movie. Mm -hmm. Everything got ADR'd afterwards, which is when, oh, really? which is where you have to go into oh, a, a, a studio and record the lines because the um, the costumes are so loud. Oh really? Yeah, oh, like yeah. at first I thought they were crazy because I've never ever been a part of anything where you go into a studio and overdub every line, every single, well, every single line. Well, they say most Hollywood films are ninety percent dubbed. Yeah, now they, they are. Yeah. I love Beth because she has this slew of short films, but she's also an amazing commercial DP too. Sometimes people like separate both worlds, right? They say, I only do film. I don't touch commercial because it's beneath me. And I love the fact that she's like, I like making art no matter where it sits. Yeah. That's like Bob Dylan's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but she does dance also? No, no, that, that was a double. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I understand your confusion. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, like, you know, also you have to understand the scale. Like, so someone like Tom Cruise, and you have a lot of time, you can afford to train him. It's kind of backwards, but it's actually cheaper to hire a double yeah. to just do it. That's an interesting Great. point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Alessia is a, a Russian runway model in the United States. She's super successful here as a model. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. They wanted Russian-speaking actors, like native Russian actors, and they wanted Alicia because she was semi-famous. They did yeah, want her because she's semi-famous. But those two um, dancers, are they perform at Lincoln Center, I think, like five nights a week. They're like legit ballet dancers. They're not just ballet people. They're like the right. pinnacle they're of not, U.S. Uh, ballet dancing. For, <laughs> no, no, no. Go beautiful. Really yeah, go. Thank you. It looked grainy, like that. There was a really lovely grain to it. I'm sure they added it in post. That well, well, actually, I don't think so. They poorly lit stuff so that they could crank up the ISO or the grain. Okay. Because it's a look now. To give it that. Right. Look. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. After the discussion, while we had already been consuming Japanese alcohol, whiskey, and beer, Bruce gave us a little intro to Postman Blues. Postman Bruce. That's my best Japanese which is a very interesting comedy independent flick. And while we were watching, raw fish was brought out, uh, sashimi, to consume along with the characters. The reason I picked this is because this is my favorite movie that is like artsy. Everyone talks a lot about like someone like Guy Ritchie. Um, he just you know, takes a, a crime caper, makes it suspense, makes it comedy. He did Snatch, he did Lock Stock. Two smoking barrels. Oh, that's our favorite movie. Really, Lock Stock. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that, that's, a, that's a suspense crime. Thriller yeah, mi mixed sure. mixed with a fucking comedy, like yeah. pure dead-on comedy. Yeah, and so this has this has elements of that, right? But it's just done in a different way. I typically hate fusion. I'm a purist at heart, but like when it's done really well, it's like amazing. Japanese cinema is very similar to Korean cinema. It's very very methodical. The beats are very freeform, and you'll notice that very quickly in this film. There's not. A rhythm to it. It's just stuff happening. Um, scenes probably go on 10 seconds too long a lot, but this film is about my favorite two things in the world, honestly. Isolation and connection, right? It tells a story about isolation and how he just feels like 
he doesn't understand anyone in the world and then he finds a connection. And that's why it's, it's just a beautiful film in many ways. Not, not just a theme being told to its utmost potential, but also it, it's, it genre mixes. There's action, there's comedy, there's a rom-com in there. It's just very beautiful. And I think it has an amazing ending. Uh, I'm actually going to steal the ending. You guys will see it when, when you see it. You're making a film. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, this is called Postman Blues. I'm going to make a film called Brooklyn Blues which is based in Brooklyn, but the exact same themes, themes of isolation and connection. And I'm gonna make a short of it, but I'm definitely going to reference that it is inspired by this, this director whose name is Sabu. It goes by one name, Sabu. Sabu. I'll be the megalomaniac on that one. I'll be the, the director and the director of photography on it, hopefully. Why do you wanna make the short of this movie? Because I don't think more than 100,000 people saw this fucking movie. And why is it important to see it? Because it's one of the coolest stories in the way it's told. is one of the coolest ways I've ever seen any modern story told. When you watch it, what do people say to you? Oh, typically people think the movie is too slow and it's too random and there's not enough going on, which I completely disagree with. Obviously, a lot of people in the room disagree with it. It's true. We disagree with it. <laughs> why, why do you disagree with it, though? Because everything's setting up the next joke and it has a flow from right. scene to scene. And again, to me, maybe I'm just too affected by it. But when I watch it, even that time with you guys laughing, to me, it's like it's not as funny to me when I watch it now. Because and you know the ending. Because I know the ending and I know like the gravitas of like what they're trying to tell. And he does this like uh, four or five shot reveal tempo thing a lot where typically if, if you show the beginning of an action, you have to cut to what happened at the end of the action but he actually cuts to like four or five reactions before he actually shows what the fuck happened. And sometimes he doesn't. Though. Yeah, and sometimes he doesn't even show the ending or the, yeah, what happened. Well, it shows it like scenes later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would actually want to hear like a true, true, because I, 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 I'm a film nerd. Fucking Leon from the professional upstream call. I'm not saying Wonker why super pretentious, but. You guys ever watch Enemy, Jake Gyllenhaal? What the fuck is that? But he was super famous in Australia. David Hasselhoff's Animal Planet, his PBS, Mr. Rogers, Life Food Network, the Joe Namath, the Dave Lincoln. That's featuring a short. Uh, if you want anything more by Four Wind Film, please follow us on social media, F O U R W I N D F I L M S, on any platform. We are also premiering a short film of our own this month entitled The Boil as Luck. The debut will be August 25th at AMC Theater. Times Square in New York City. And if you want to buy tickets, please go to the New York Latin Film Festival website and you can buy them there. We will also be at the screening, so come say hi. All right, tune in next month for another edition. Thank you. Thank you very much.